0: Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. To see you high and lifted up. To see you shining in the light of your glory. Lord, I pour out power and love as we
1: morning. Welcome to Preston Crest. It's great to see everybody here this morning. We are thankful that each of you have chosen to worship with us, whether you're here, whether you're, whether you're present or you're worshiping online. I am Stephen Miller, and I'm one of the elders here, and this church is an incredible faith community, or what we like to consider a family that strives to love God and love others wholeheartedly. If you are visiting with us, we're particularly glad that you're here, and we'd love for you to give us a chance to meet you following our worship today. If you are a first-time visitor, please take an attendance card that's in the pew back in front of you and complete it and take it to the information center where we'd like to give you a gift expressing our gratitude for your attendance. And as we do each week, we'd ask our members and returning visitors who have registered before to please text the word check in to 469 4765331 as it lets us know who has joined us this morning. A lot of times our morning announcements center on upcoming events so that you can plan to participate. This morning we'd like to take a moment to celebrate a couple of events that occurred this past week. On Friday evening, Aaron Fowery and several ladies from this church hosted a girls' night for over 40 young women for an overnight worship retreat. The theme was worthy and the key verse was um, Isaiah 49:16. 16. Isla Dabs and Aaron spoke to our girls about finding their worth in Christ. Based on their feedback I received, it was an incredible event and sleep was minimal at best. But I want you to look at this picture. The verse that I've mentioned, Isaiah 4, uh, 49, 16 says, "'I have written your name, on the palm of my hands and you may not be able to see it because it's small but each girl there wrote their name on these hands so an incredible impact to those young ladies but what's even more incredible in my opinion or one of the more incredible things is this was hand drawn by jennifer fitzgerald jennifer i didn't know you had this much talent that's amazing <laughs> so this was just a a great long lasting um, picture that will hang in the zone for years to come, but I hear it was a wonderful night. Last night, a combination of PCYG and Discover Young Adults attended the Allen Americans hockey game last night. It was a great chance for these two uh, classes and groups, age groups to mingle and see what life is going to be like for the teens in a few years, as well as reminding the young adults how far they have come. Now as we enter worship this morning, let's reflect on this prayer from Paul to the church in Ephesus from Ephesians 1 18. It says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope that to which you have called, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. Let's pray. Father, just thank you for this time this morning. We acknowledge you as the creator the provider, and one true God over all things. We thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. And we rejoice in knowing that you are our God, that you have provided us with the hope of salvation. May our eyes and heart be open and receptive to the immeasurable blessings you provide. I want to thank you for this community of believers who worship and serve here at Preston Crest. We thank you for their commitment to following your teachings and the encouragement, support, and love they show each other and in our community. Father, we trust and rely on you. This morning, we ask you to heal those who are struggling with serious health issues, suffering from loss of jobs, isolation, as well as those who are grieving from recent loss. May we lean heavily into you in trying times and turn our anxieties and fears into deeper faith. Now, Father, I pray that you will bless us, worship, as we respond, showing our deep gratitude for what you have done and what we, you will do in our lives. We offer this prayer in your son's holy name. Amen.
0: Thanks, Stephen. All right, church, let's stand and let's, uh, let's give God some worship this morning. Ever blessing you for high tonight. came to worship this morning. I love it. We're going to sing one more song. Now, this may be a new song to some of you. It's called Great Are You, Lord. We're entering into our time of communion now. And uh, after we sing this song, Paul Conway is going to come and lead us this morning around the bread and around the cup. And Paul, I'm going to raise this mic up for you. You're a tall man. Just help you out a little bit right there. Okay. Let's sing this song. You give life. You up, You bring life.
2: morning, church. It is a blessing to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. 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 At times, um, we come in our worship service every week to uh, set our minds on remembering the sacrifice that God made for us um, on Calvary. And at times, we're no different than any other generation that has lived in life and Sometimes we're we're really remembering and other times our minds may be drifting. Um, But we do have passages of scripture scripture to bring our minds back to this. And at times Paul wrote to the church in Corinth and um, he he spoke to them about the 11th chapter whenever they got into a, a, a phase in their lives where they lost some reverence over this portion of their worship service. And it's always good for us to, you know, read this passage of Scripture to make sure that the way we take communion is always with our minds focused on the sacrifice that God has made, because we're no different than any other generation and we can fall uh, prey to whatever temptations that the Corinth church fell at that time. And so the Scripture reads, uh, starting around the 23rd verse, For I passed on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night he was betrayed, The Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way he took the cup um, after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes. So anyone who eats this bread and or drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily is guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. That is why you should examine yourself before eating the bread and drinking the cup. For if you eat the bread or drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ, you're eating or drinking God's judgment upon yourself. That is why so many of you are weak and sick and some have died. Let us pray. Father God, we come to you as humbly as we know how approaching the throne of grace and mercy. Allow asking you to forgive us of any sin at this time, Lord, but asking you also to help us focus our mind on the sacrifice that you allowed your son to make on our behalf. And Father, we ask that you bless this cup and you bless this bread, Lord, at this time, and that we take it in an honoring manner. Father, that we examine ourselves, Father, We examine our state, examine our faith, Lord, in you right now, Father. And that throughout this worship service, it is renewed. And Father, that we can take this, Lord, in a way that shows that your death has happened, Father. And that we wait on you until we come. um, uh, That we wait on you until you come. Father, we just thank you so much for uh, just blessing us to be back in this building, Father. To worship with the saints, Lord. And we just ask... Uh, Your prayers on this bread at this time, Lord. We love you. Always will love you. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen. What? Father, we come to you again. Lord, just thanking you for the bloodshed on the cross. For your holy word does say, without bloodshed, there is no forgiveness. And Father, we know by Jesus' blood that you forgive us of all sin, Father. And as we take this cup, Father, let us be reminded of the sacrifice you made on our behalf. Lord, we love you again, Lord, and we always will love you. And In Christ's name we do pray. Amen. Amen.
0: thank you paul thank you we do come before him as humbly as we know how church if you came uh, prepared to give an offering this morning a couple of ways you can do that you can drop it in the box out in the foyer today is also a fifth sunday so that means world care And so that is another opportunity to give to help those around the world and in these United States who have come to us and said, hey, we need a little help with something. That information is in the bulletin if you'd like to see who those groups are that uh, that we're giving World Care money to uh, this week. But again, just your regular offering in the box or online, and then you can also select the World Care option online too. However you choose to give, thank you. Thank you for being such a generous church. We're going to learn a, a little bit about a ministry that goes on frequently at this church, and it's called Grief Share. The next Grief Share session is coming up on February 6th, and it is going to be uh, over Zoom. And uh, we all know someone who struggles with grief, who, are, who has lost loved ones or or struggling with, with some other uh, uh, something that is, that is troubling them in their lives. And so this is such a great resource, such a great ministry that Preston Crest provides. And so, uh, you can help get them connected with grief share. We're going to pray and then uh, we'll watch a short video giving you a little more information about that. Let's, uh, let's bow. God, you are good. Always. And we worship you now. We worship you as we give. We offer our voices. We offer our money. And Father, I pray today what is given will bless many. All over this country, all over this world. It's about you, Father. It's not about us. We give this morning in your name, Jesus. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Let's watch about Grief Share.
3: Hey, Preston Crest. I wanted to tell you a little bit about our Grief Share ministry led by Diana Gray. In life, sometimes we lose people we love. For those times when we experience loss and grief... We need God's grace and we need a group of good people around us, and GriefShare provides that. GriefShare is a 13-week program focused on helping individuals learn how to understand their grief and move forward again. GriefShare groups meet weekly to help you face these challenges and move toward rebuilding your life. Thank you so much for supporting GriefShare and other ministries like it.
0: All right church let's stand we're going to send younger kids uh, this morning up to children's church we're going to sing one more song and then uh, Don Carroll's got a special word for us before Gordon comes up on Zion's Zion's glorious song,
4: it's heard a new
5: Good morning, church. I have been asked this morning to come and electrify the congregation with budget talk. So buckle in. In all seriousness, as we begin the new year, I do want to give you a recap of our ending 2021 financial position as well as a brief overview of the 2022 Good Works Plan. First, I want to recognize and thank the members of the Budget Committee for their time and energy in working with the elders, the staff, and ministry leaders in developing this plan. The members are Chris McLean, Chris Hibbets, James Tipton, and Teresa Hollifield. So as each of us determines what portion of God's blessings we will return to Him, there are two factors that are crucial to understand. First there is our individual capacity and second there is our individual willingness. Our capacity is simply determined by God and it's measured by the resources he has given us. However, our willingness is a personal choice and that which measures our faith in God and our heart for his work. In a year that many of us have continued to have our capacity impacted by world events the willingness of this congregation remained strong. Our recurring contributions for 2021 were $4.36 million, which is about a 10% increase over the previous year. This allowed us to fund all of our operating requirements, capital-related items, and one-time items through the year. We were also blessed this year with several non-recurring gifts which are not included in this total. This has allowed the church to build reserves for future needs of this congregation. Well, God has blessed, blessed us with financial capacity and the heart of this church is shown by its willingness to support his mission. The elders, staff, and ministry leaders strive to be very thoughtful and responsible with God's resources. Thank you for your continued support of Preston Crest Vision to have passion for God and compassion for people. So as you can see in, the, in your bulletin and on the screen, we have summarized the 2022 Good Works Plans from a financial resource need perspective. So our contribution goal for 2022 is gonna be $4.2 million, which is a 5% increase from last year's goal. Along with this goal, the approved expenditure budget for 2022 is approximately $4 million. A 3% increase from the 2021 expense budget. So this year's budget includes funding inflationary lift in our expenses, just like many of us are experiencing, additional support for the Preston Place facility, and changes in our operating procedures brought on by the evolving post-pandemic environment we're in. Our current debt level remains at zero while we have been able to build reserves as financial condition, uh, cushion and flexibility for our future. So if we meet our, our contribution goal for 2022, the approved expenditure budget will leave us about $200,000 to fund additional ministry opportunities if they are so presented to us. Well, the elder staff and ministry leaders, as well as the budget committee, worked hard to create a budget that was both reasonable and responsible to meet our obligations for this coming year. The elders remain, remain focused on being very prudent with the financial resources of this church and strive to be very purposeful with our ministries for the future. So the elders are asking that you spend the, this next week in prayer, considering what your financial commitment To the works of this church will be for 2022. Now you can memorialize your willingness and your commitment with electronic purpose cards that are described under the give category in the online bulletin for today. The elders believe that regular giving is an important part of each members role in our congregation. This commitment is not simply a budgetary decision, but rather it is a crucial spiritual willingness that each of us is called to make. It is strongly tied to each individual's faith in God and his purposes. We feel strongly that giving prayerful consideration to this commitment and signing a purpose card reinforces that personal significance of each member's pledge. Well, if you have any specific questions about the 2022 Good Works Plan, you may ask any of the elders or any of the budget committee. In 1 Corinthians 16, verse 2, Paul gave the following guidance to the early Corinthian church. On the first day of every week, each of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with his income, saving it up so that when I come, no collections will have to be made. Well, this morning, my hope is that we will respond to our father and to the Preston Crest congregation in 2022 through the volunteering of our time and expending of our energy and resources with the very same attitude of love that Christ has shown us through his example. Well, we pray that this good works plan reconciles with God's holy vision. Thank you.
3: Don and thank you to the team of the financial team and buddy it just gets better every year man you had us on the edge of our seats for that Um, when I heard that phrase inflationary lift I mean I just wow you had me (laughs) that's probably the nicest way I've ever heard that junk costs more I mean to say the stuff just costs more but, um, hey, another thing I was going to tell you guys, I love our elders, love our staff, and our elders had this idea about six weeks ago of just praying and going through Scripture and dreaming and and then gathering after that time. So we did that yesterday, spent a good part of the day yesterday hearing dreams and praying together, and it was just a really, really good, good day together, thinking about the vision we have on the walls out there and what that might look like in the years to come as we have finished out 50 years and look forward to what God has for us next. So, love our elders, love our staff. Uh, Heart was full yesterday from that gathering. Last week, we started a series on the church. We went to Acts chapter 2, which is an absolutely thrilling chapter of the Bible. It is the launch party of the church. There is this incredible multinational, multi-ethnicity gathering on the day of Shavuot or Pentecost. Jewish pilgrims were gathered in Jerusalem as they did every year. And there, Peter stood before them and preached a shocking and powerful sermon, one that had never been heard before, the good news presented in its fullness about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And this invitation of God for all people, every single one, to receive redemption in the name of Jesus and to be added into this body, His church. And so we see... Thousands respond, thousands baptized on that day, and they begin to gather as a local church there in Jerusalem. Those are our people, and that is our story. And a big part of their communal life, we talked about this last week, we saw it as Luke recorded in verses 42 to 47, a big part of their communal life was worship. They would get together and they would pray. They would get together and they would sing. They would get together and they would worship the Lord. Now, we know that we worship everywhere as disciples. We don't It's not just when we show up in this spot. Life is worship for the disciple of Jesus. Amen? But there are these times of corporate worship, of the gathering of the church, and those have been special since the beginning. Um, we saw last week in Acts 2, verse 46, that this large gathering of new believers, they would go to the temple courts almost on a daily basis. And what do you do at the temple courts? They didn't go there because, you know, that was the best coffee in Jerusalem. They didn't go there because there was a 10 a.m. goat yoga class. They went there at the temple because that's where you worshipped. And so they would sing and worship and pray together. And we still gather. It hasn't stopped, church. Uh, Now, this isn't the only time that we worship, but this is the special time that we worship together as Christ Church here at Preston Crest. And you're going to, if you come for very long, and and some of you have and some of you are new, but you're going to notice, you know, we're always sharing the Lord's Supper together. We're always singing songs of praise together. We're always going to pray together. We're always going to hear something from God's Word together. And we're going to hear the preaching of God's Word when we gather together on the first day of the week. And those things are not unique to Preston Christ. In fact, you can find a wide variety of Christian churches, most every church that has the name Christ in it. Uh, within 100 miles of here, you're going to see many of the elements. They might look a little different, but the things that we've done today, you're going to see there. Now, they may not take the Lord's Supper every Sunday, but, but they're going to take it. And these elements, you see part of the life of churches all around the world. And it started there in the book of Acts. Um, Now, some of us are pretty new to church. Uh, Maybe your, your story started a few weeks ago, a few months ago, a couple of years ago, or maybe your story started decades ago. But I remember vividly my experiences as a child going to church. They started probably when I was days old, and my parents always took us to the gathering of the saints. I remember the bright teal carpet up and down the, the, the corridors. Um, I remember the bright teal and linoleum under, under the pews. And I remember the teal, the matching teal uh, cushions on the pews, some of them quite well worn. I remember our spot. It was over here. We're still here, Isla. About two-thirds of the way up, on this side of the auditorium. And I could tell you pretty much where everybody else sat. We had our places at the church. And some people uh, would leave one of their Bibles there in their spot. Some people knew it was a little drafty in the auditorium, so they would leave a little blanket that they had in their spot. They were ready. And those were good memories. And I remember the breaking of bread... Sometimes in communion, sometimes in potluck dinners. I remember uh, long tables covered with with casserole dishes. I remember the smell in the fellowship hall as we would gather to eat together. I remember the lime green jello with some kind of fruit salad in it that sat there on that table that no one ever seemed to touch. (laughs) But that elderly woman, bless her, she persisted. And she would bring that jello back every time we had a potluck dinner. Theory was going around that it was actually the same jello every time. I don't know. Don't know about that. But it was good to be together. And it was not a perfect church, far from it. And this is not a perfect church. And there is no this side of heaven perfect church because it's full of us (laughs) it's full of people it was a diverse church not diverse in terms of race or ethnicity because our town wasn't very diverse but it was a diverse church there were white collar folks the president of the bank was there my dad was a doctor there were lawyers there and there were people that clocked in at lazy boy had factory jobs, folks that made grills at the Sunbeam plant. There were lots of farmers and plumbers and people that got dirt under their fingernails, people who lived in big fancy houses, people who lived in, a, in the trailer park. And we came together as a family. We came together as one church. Brothers and sisters, we were held together by the name of Jesus. We were held together by the one that we gathered to worship. He unites us. He is our Lord. God is our Father. We are this community that has been redeemed by His blood. So we are together. And this is interesting. When you think about Jesus, who is our Lord, we are disciples of Jesus. We follow Him Corporate worship was a weekly priority for Jesus. I would say it was an anchor in his schedule. But I would just be stealing from Luke who tells us that. In Luke chapter 4 verse 16, he, Jesus, came to his hometown. Came to Nazareth where he'd been brought up. As was his custom, he went to the synagogue on Sabbath. Just what he did every Sabbath. That's where God's people were going to be. That was, for him, church. A place to join his voice with others in adoration of the Father. He traveled down south to Jerusalem. And we're told in Luke 19.47 that every day he went to the temple. Went to the temple to teach and preach Sure but went to the temple, that place where God's people gathered to worship. On the night of his arrest, he was with his people. On the night of his arrest, he broke bread with them, celebrated the Passover. We're told that they prayed together, and we're told that they sang a hymn on their way to the Mount of Olives, Matthew 26, 30. So why do God's people Worship together? Well, the easy answer, and it's true, and it's really the main answer, is because He's worthy. <laughs> he made us, He holds our present and our future in His hands. He is worthy because He is love because he is righteousness, because he is truth, because he is beauty, and all of those things that we see traces of in the world, we know the source. The source is the Father. And so we gather to worship. And we gather to worship because in the shadow of his greatness, our stuff seems much smaller. It puts things in, its, in their place, doesn't it? The politics, the preferences, the personalities, all of them pale in the presence of God Almighty. And so we gather to worship. We need to worship. And Paul comes along in Colossians chapter 3, which is, by the way, one of my favorite chapters in the entire Bible. Paul comes along along in Colossians chapter 3, and he's going to talk about the community life of the church, of, of how we're, we're, we're going to get along together. And right in the middle of this, he talks about worship. He doesn't talk about every different aspect of worship, but he's going to talk about prayer. He's going to talk about us singing together. And let's pick up what he has to say. Colossians chapter 3, 12 to 17 He says, put on then as God's chosen ones, that's who we are, that's who you are, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. By the way, let me pause here, put it on, I, I like this. It's kind of like Jesus went out and bought us all new, very expensive wardrobes. And Paul's saying, leave that wardrobe in the closet. That's yours. You have been given these things in Jesus. Put on patience. Put on meekness. Put on compassion and humility, and bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, you know, put it in the complaint box in the foyer. No, that's not what he says. If someone has a complaint against another, forgive each other. (laughs) Oh, how the world needs this. Forgive as the Lord has forgiven you because that's how you also must forgive. Above all of these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in in one body. And be thankful. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, All of these centuries later, verse 15, here we are as one body. And I'm not here really today because it's my job. Well, you're the preacher, you have to be here. And you're not here really today because somebody invited you. You may think you are. You are here Because as Paul says, you were summoned by God. You were called by God to be here. That is why we are here and we are thankful and we are worshiping and we are his church. And the reason the church can hold together despite so many differences and so much diversity is the God that we worship. And Paul says out of that, out of that special relationship, that chosenness, there's compassion, there's kindness, <laughs> there's meekness, there's humility, there's love. Those things don't flow naturally from us, but verse 12, they do flow From our new relationship with Jesus. We don't have to create these things. We don't have to manufacture these things. We just need to put them on. We just need to wear what He's already given us. And I love this bit. I love it in verse 13, where Paul says, We need to bear with one another. He likes that phrase, by the way. He uses that several times in his writings. We got to bear with one another. Like Paul is like, it's a given, right? It's a sure thing that there are going to be some people in whichever local church that are going to rub you wrong. There are going to be some people that regularly get on your nerves. And the counsel of God is to bear with those people. You're part of the body of Christ with them. You're in this together with them. And specifically, he cashes that out. He says, if you've got a complaint, forgive them. Let go of it. Move on in the peace that Christ gives you together. And it's a recognition that while we are God's chosen, we are a work in progress. And while we, sisters and brothers, are on the way home, and Paul finishes by saying God is our Father, we are on the way home together to our Father. It's a reminder we're not there yet. We don't have it all together. We're getting there. But we are a work in progress. And so Paul resources all of this calling by talking to God's people about their common worship. He says, when you get together, the church is going to be taught and is going to teach from God's Word. Verse 16. Like there's someone that may today need to hear some counsel from you, whether you're an official teacher or not. It's the wisdom of God that you have that someone else needs. And so we're here to receive God's Word. I hope you're doing that now. And we're here to exchange and share and encourage and admonish. That just means, hey, come on, you got this. And then we're reminded of of what holds us together by our worship of song, of praise. The church gathers to sing and praise with grateful hearts, he says, verse 16. And just for a little perspective, it's not just us here praising this morning. It's not just our sisters and brothers around the world. It is, in fact, a spiritual reality at this exact moment that we are praising with millions and millions of angels surrounding the throne of God this morning. And and it just sent chills up my spine, John Scott, as we were singing, holy, holy, holy. We were joining that chorus. And as Jesus reminded us, not only are we singing with the angels in heaven, he's here with us. Matthew 18, 20. Hey, guys, where two or more of you are gathered, I'm there with you. And so you may show up at church on a snow day. The auditorium is kind of empty. The parking lot's empty or, or maybe a COVID surge where only, you know, 20% of the church shows up or something like that. But here's the thing. Jesus is there and the angels are worshiping. And you're joining in a song that has been going on forever and will continue forever. But there is some degree of bearing with each other, even in our worship, isn't there? Like, at church, I have the delight and privilege, and I mean this seriously, I have the delight and privilege of singing songs that I don't particularly like. What's so great about that, you may ask? Why don't you tell John Scott and see if he'll drop that song out of the rotation? And then some of you want to know what songs I'm talking about. I will not tell you. (laughs) But I'll tell you what's so great about the delight and privilege, the honor really, of singing songs that I don't like. It is that you do. There are some songs that speak your heart language. John Scott gave me that phrase, your heart language. And I'm going to sing that song because I'm your brother. And we are one. And I can, verse 16, sing with thankfulness in my heart even when it's not my favorite song because I'm thankful not only for what God has done in my life through Jesus, I am thankful for what he has done in your life. I'm thankful that not only has he drugged me here to church saved and cleansed and with hope in my heart, I'm thankful that he brought you. And so I get to sing with thankfulness these songs of praise. Anne Lamott, great little book, Traveling Mercies. Anne Lamott tells a story in that book of a little seven-year-old girl who got lost in her small town and couldn't find her way back home. She paced up and down the street with tears rolling down her cheeks, totally lost. A police officer happened to be pulling by in his cruiser and saw this distraught little girl, stopped, got out of the car, and asked her, What's wrong? And she said, I can't find my way home. I'm lost. And he said, okay, get in the car. Get in the car. And so they drove around. And eventually she, she, saw this, she saw this building and she said, that's my church. You can stop here and let me out. And he said, I can't let you out here. And she said, yeah, you can, you can let me out here. That's my church. I can always find my way home from here. Brothers and sisters, I've been showing up a lot of years at worship gatherings of the church. And no matter what I've been going through, no matter what curveball life threw at me that week, I knew if I'd get there, if I'd get there, I can
2: always find my way home.
3: And so we journey together. In the name of Jesus, we journey home toward God the Father. And this morning for you, you may be kind of homeless spiritually, and I would invite you to be part of this church family at Preston Crest. Very, very special family here. We'll have our PC 101 Coffee and Conversations on March the 6th. Join us for that. Hear more about the church. Sign on the dotted line. If you want to be part of this family, we would love to have you there at that gathering. Maybe it's a decision to come home to Jesus this morning, to put your faith in Jesus, be baptized in the name of Jesus. You could do that today, right here, right now. Or maybe you've just got something you need to confess, something you need to turn away from, or, or something you need your sisters and brothers to gather with you and pray before the throne of the Father about a situation, about an illness, about a circumstance. We would love to gather with you and pray. Right now, we get the honor and the privilege to worship our God, our Father together. Let's do that as we stand and sing.
1: a wonderful day to worship our God and Father. So we appreciate your uh, presence this morning. Um, before Evan Ellison leads us in our take-home verse, I just want on behalf of the elders to thank this congregation uh, for your generosity. It sure makes our job easier to be able to fund all the sur- uh, opportunities of mi- uh, ministries and things that we can... Uh, do as a church. So we're very grateful for that. And we're especially thankful for our finance committee who p- spends many hours putting that responsible budget together. So we're thankful for that. So I'm going to hand over the mic to Evan and he's going to uh, lead us in our take home verse.
4: Hi and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near hebrews 10:24 through 25 you are dismissed <laughs>